happy Monday, everybody, and welcome to this edition of the Racing Insiders podcast. I am Kate Dillon with CrateInsider.com and the Cars Racing Show, and also one of the hosts of this show, along with my brother, Jimmy Schiltz, there on the right-hand side. And uh, Jimmy, uh, mm -hmm. go ahead and introduce yourself and introduce our guest this week. Well, I, thank you for allowing me to introduce somebody. I want to introduce my very longtime special friend. Jim, who affectionately I call him Elvis. So Jim Long with the Steel Block Bandits. So let's everybody give him a round of applause. So. Yay! I need sound Thank effects. Jim for joining us on the show this week. So I appreciate you having me. You're welcome, Kate. Once you ask him a question, you're better at that than me. Oh, I think this is how we have gotcha moments. <laughs> That's right. <laughs> sure. Well, Jim, I know you have a long and storied career in motorsports. You know, and and uh, you know your latest. You know your latest venture, of course, being the Steel Block Bandits. You know how did how did you get that started? And tell us a little bit about your background. So I guess to we'll start with the background first, I um, my dad raced for thirty years, so uh, I was you know my mom took me to the racetrack when I was a, a baby. Um, but uh, so I grew up around it. Um, I started racing. My dad and I got to race three weekends together before he passed away uh, unexpectedly. Um, but in that time before that, I had been, uh, and found my work, my way, talked my way, uh, into a job doing PR and marketing for NASCAR Bush grand national race team. Uh, Tim Fidewa, uh, was the driver there. He's a rookie from Michigan and we're still great friends to this day. Um, so I, I did a little bit of that and then I started driving and then I realized, you know, Hey, I'm, I'm okay driver, but, uh, I'm probably a better promoter. Uh, I'm better at talking than I am at, at driving. And so, um, you know, I won some races, but it just wasn't, my heart was there. It wasn't, wasn't really into that. I, I really wanted to, to grow uh, something. And so I started a modified tour way back when, and we grew that we were just ahead of our time. Matter of fact, uh, Todd Staley and I started the same time, uh, with us back then it was, uh, us MTS, uh, USMS, excuse me. Now it's us MTS, but, uh, just out here in the Southeast, it just wasn't the thing. So anyway, we bounced around doing that, um, owned a couple cars and then <clears throat> ended up had a chance to buy into Fable Motor Speedway. And, and, um, so I had that for five years. Um, we did that for five years as a family. Um, my late wife, Dina, she, uh, she got sick with cancer. And so we ended up, uh, her, our, her first year of being sick was our, our last year there at the track. Uh, and we, we, man, I'm really proud of what we did there. We, we put on some of the biggest races there in the Southeast. I mean, back in 2018, 19, we did, 25,000 to win, 2,000 to win, 2,000 to start World of Outlaw show. And nobody was paying that kind of money back then, but it was our 50th anniversary season there to track. So anyway, we stepped out and we sat out a year as Dina took treatments and things. And then anyway, we uh, had this idea to start this late model deal uh, for the quote unquote limiteds. Uh, we don't call them limiteds, but we just call them late models. But uh, so we started that. This is, we just finished up our third season. Um, and uh it's it's going really well uh so we're getting ready to start our fourth year and so I've, I've been involved in racing you know uh in some way shape or form uh all my life really um post-military i like i said i was in the military and uh so i ended up you know, getting involved in racing uh at, at personally at, at my own level so anyway it's just something that uh the steel block bandits i saw a need we jumped in uh and and we've grown it now and so uh We've got a good program. 
Great. I, I think it's a cool name. That's really catchy. So I wish I could take credit for that. So there was a first iteration of the Steel Block Bandits uh, from the guys up around uh, Hagerstown, Potomac, Winchester, the, the northern area. They raced in that area for a number of years. Uh, but it, it kind of fell by the wayside. The guys got busy doing other things and uh, they quit doing it. And so when I had this idea to start a, a late model series, um, I called those guys and said, hey, you know, this is what I want to do. Uh, would you guys mind if I use the name? Uh, and they all they signed off on it and said, hey, we, we'd be honored for you to take it. And so um, that's like I said, I'd, lo I'd love to be able to take credit for it. But I recognize that it was a great name. And so <laughs> there was no need for me to try to come up with something any different. It is a great name. So what need did you did you see that you wanted to that, that you needed to have a solution for? Well, so this was come, this was during COVID. Uh, like I said, we had been away from the track for a year. Um, some of the tracks were basically what I saw was these cars may be, they may call them limited late models in a certain part of the country, but there's nothing limited about these cars. I mean, mm -hmm. the cars themselves, I mean, we got guys that swap super motors and quote unquote limited, you know, steel block motors in and out of the cars. Um, suspension packages, you know, all that kind of type of stuff, the cars themselves. Um, I mean, you, you know what they cost. You guys know what they cost. And I just felt like they needed to be racing for more money. And and even though we do have uh, great purses and we have great partners with tracks and, and, and marketing partners, you know, I still feel like they need to be, they need more. Uh, but the, at the time uh, during COVID, uh, some of the tracks are just being disingenuous at best. Um, they were saying, oh, well, you know, we can't, we're not making any money. We can't this or whatever. But they were taking the same amount of people that they said they couldn't put in the grandstands and they were running them all the, the fans for the stands and for the pits through the pit gate. And so they were all getting pit gate money, uh, but they cut the purses. And that's not a stab at anybody in particular. That's just what was going on. Um, and so I just didn't feel like that. that um, I didn't feel like anybody was fighting for the racers at the time um, this for this type of, of, of class of cars. And so, um, you know, I, uh, I, I talked with Dina and Hope about it because uh, we did the racetrack as a family and they were all for it. And we got to do one season uh, before uh, Dina passed. And uh, I asked Hope at the, at the end of that year, I said, hey, what do you want to do? You know, do you, do you want to keep going or not? And Hope scores for us, by the way, and does a gazine other things. Um, and she said she wanted to keep racing. As a matter of fact, it was literally I was walking up to the podium at our award celebration that for after the first season there at the Speedway Club in Charlotte. And I leaned over and asked her before I walked up and I didn't know what I was going to say. Hey, guys, we had a great year. We're done. Oh, wow. You know, guys, we had a great year and we're going to keep on. And I asked Hope and she said she wanted to race. So anyway, we've had season two, season three, and we're getting ready to embark upon uh, season four. Now, as, as you mentioned, the racers. Every time that I check the, the the results, you know, on Sunday or Monday, whenever I do, looks like you guys have a fantastic car count. I mean, I mean, do, do I, I always see like thirty five cars plus? You know, we we are very proud of that. We we did average this past season thirty four cars uh, per race, and that wow. was wow. and that was counting. Withful was not a great night for us. Uh, we only had 16 at With. We had 22 the year before, uh, but we had two races scheduled um, that night. And so we only had 16 at With. And then Beckley, the first year we were at Beckley, we had 35. And then 
there again, we had two races, one scheduled on us at home and then one, and then Todd, uh, front apple with the steel block late model series. Um, they had a, a series race that night. So some of those guys couldn't come. So anyway, we still averaged 30, 34 cars, uh, per race. We had nine guys the last two seasons that have had perfect attendance and, and ran for the championship. Um, and then we're, we're just, uh, like I said, we just, man, it's nothing flashy. Um, you know, I think we, we do a good job. We, you know, we legislate the races in a fair way. We do them efficiently. We get people in there and out of there. And, and, uh, it's, it's, uh, every year it's picked up and grown every year. Our higher car count, sorry, sorry. I just want to say our higher car count was at Hagerstown. We had 53, um, this past year at 53 cars. Yeah. That's great. That's a, that's a lot to be proud of. Yeah. Yeah, I was curious, how big um, is your touring area and how many races are you doing a season? So last year we had 17 on the schedule and that was in seven states. Uh, we ended up getting 14 in um, through rainouts uh, and such. And, and we lost Livonia because uh, they were scheduled to be a Friday night. It was a Friday, Saturday, Livonia, Cherokee deal. And after the first quarter of the season, uh, Livonia switched to Saturdays. And so we weren't able to accommodate that. So anyway, we got 14 of our 17 events in. We'll have 16 on the schedule uh, this year. Uh, we've got 15 of those dates already out. We're still waiting on uh, a date for one more. Um, so 16 races, and we'll be in that same geographical southeast here, North Carolina, South Carolina, Georgia, Virginia, uh, Tennessee. Um, that, well, you, you probably of, have it right in front of you, right, your schedule? As a matter of fact, I do. Well, maybe we could talk about it. Maybe we want to just go through them, and that way yeah. we can mentally paint a picture of yeah. where they're at and what weekend they are. So I do want to say this. Uh, this year, we've strategically kind of tried to stay a little bit closer to our base. Um, I don't – I'm worried about the economy. I'm in real estate, um, and I, I talk with a lot of people in, in you know that are in different types of industries, and I'm concerned about – you know, I mean, I think everybody is obviously yeah. uh, given the state of affairs, but I think this year could, could, we could have some bumps in the road. So we're staying a little closer to our base. Um, and our races, our Friday night purses are all, our purses are standardized. So we don't just go and, Hey, what, what will you pay us? Um, Friday night purses are minimum 4,000 to win 400 to start. Our Saturday night purses are 5,000 to win 500 to start minimums. Uh, and that's when, when I started, you know, this whole deal, that's where I wanted to be. And I said, I wanted to be, um, the Lucas oil late model, uh, series of quote unquote limited racing. Um, and, and, and ultimately I wanted to get these purses up to where they were 10,000 to win, uh, purses. These guys race hard. They've got great equipment. They're great racers. And, uh, that's why we chose this, this class uh, of cars to support, um, and so with that being said, we've, we've made strides in, in bumping those purses up. We have great partners. And the reason, the only reason why we can do it is we make racetracks money. Um, we've had a couple instances, um, where our, our, our track partners, um, have had a bad night. Sometimes, uh, a couple times that it's happened, um, weather related, uh, or just, just a bad weekend. Um, we had one time we went to a track for the third time, rescheduled date during the season, and I've learned if you lose a date one time, maybe make a date. But if you lose it a second time, just take it off the schedule. Um, it's hard to it's hard to create hype again for for a third time uh, after you lose it twice. So, but with that being said, um, 
we, we're going to kick our season off. That's another thing that we do is we typically don't go to a racetrack more than once a year. Um, we, 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 we go one time once a year, typically, just so people know that, hey, the circus is coming to town and I can't miss it. If you go to a racetrack four or five times a year, there's no urgency there. Uh, you're right. creating no urgency amongst your fan base or the track's fan base you know, to come out and see you that night at that track. This year, we are visiting a couple tracks twice um, for scheduling purposes, and that's all part of the plan to kind of stay a, a little bit closer to home. But we kick off our season uh, here in Fayetteville on March 30th. Um, that's a Saturday night, 5,000 to win, 500 to start. Uh, and then we'll go to Sumter um, the following weekend. We'll, we'll start our season. We usually race once, twice a month, but we'll start our season with three races right to start with. Um, March 30th, uh, April 6th at Sumter. And that race is for 7,500 to win, 700 to start. Um, mm -hmm. And as I talked to you before, you know, a lot of times people have been paying, these races pay 10,000 to win and like 500 to start. And I'm like, man, it's that start money. There's more people going to the racetrack and knowing that their fate's going to be that $700, you know, or that $500 versus that, you know, that $10,000, you know, dollars. So right. we just took, $2,500 off the top, dropped, cut it back, $7,500 to win, and added it down at the line, bottom line. So Sumter, $7,500 to win, $700 to start. Smoky Mountain, uh, April 13th. Natural Bridge, um, April 27th. Uh, May 11th, we go to Cherokee. Go back to Cherokee, that's $7,500 to win, uh, $700 to start. Then we've got our first doubleheader of the year. That's um, Dixieland. Have you ever been to – anyone of you ever been to Dixieland Speedway? Mm -mm, I have not. Of course, you probably can't get there from where y'all live, but um, just keep driving heading northeast in North Carolina uh, until you hit water um, and Elizabeth, <laughs> Elizabeth City, and that's where Dixieland is located. Oh, okay. And they pack that place in there on Friday nights. Um, we sell more merch up there on Friday nights um, than any other stop that we typically go to. Uh, this The fans just don't get many big races up there. They don't see different cars. And man, they think we're uh, we're something special when we go up there. But we'll be there May 31st, and then we go to Virginia Motor Speedway on June 1st uh, for 10,000 to win, 700 to start. Uh, we take a week off, and then we head to. This is one that I'm excited about. We always try to go somewhere every year that's uh, historic, or you know, people have heard about and they want to race. Last year it was Hagerstown. This year it's Talladega Short Track. Okay. Um, yeah. We, we, most of our guys have never never seen the place, much less race there. And so um, we're headed down there June 15th. Then we're June 29th. We're at Lakeview, Ju uh, July 27th. Another new track for us, we're going to East Lincoln Speedway. We had some of our racers that live in that area and, and, and wanted us to race there. And so uh, we're heading into there. August 10th, uh, Halifax, back to Virginia Motor Speedway, August 17th. Natural Bridge in September. Um, that'll be the second annual Tom Bear Memorial Race. That's uh, Booper's father, and mm -hmm. he was a racing legend uh, himself. That race, we're really proud and excited. That race pays $8,800 to win and 800 to start. Uh, of course, the eights was, was Tom's number. Uh, let me go to County Line October 12th for the race for the kids, and then we'll finish up our season at back at Fayetteville on the 19th of October for the 10th annual cash money 100 that's a 100 lap race it'll pay 10,000 plus to win and the start money will be to be determined so we got one more date to add in there in the tennessee area uh but that is our schedule for for this season 
Cool. What was the, what was the last date? What date was it? Fayetteville, October 19th. October 19th. So you basically go from the end of March to the middle of October. Yes. Which is great. I, I really like that. Mm-hmm. You know, still, you're still going to have November, December, January, February, March. You have five months off. We, we yeah. got to get back to where we have, we got to get back in this industry where we have some downtime, right. not just for the racers, but for the families and for the manufacturers and uh, the engine builders. We, we've got to get back to where we we're not racing year round. Um, it's just, it's not sustainable in my opinion. I, I nobody, agree. Yeah. But that's my opinion. You, you and I have talked about it. I don't think it's sustainable to find people that want to go up and down the road for, you know, <clears throat> 11 months out of the year. Because there's no way that you can have a family or even a girlfriend or, or, you know, a boyfriend or whatever, if you're, you know, whatever, you know, that, you know, yeah, I mean, like Kate could go up and down the road, you know, so, you know, trying to get people that want to do that is really hard to do. So, so that's, that's really neat. I'm really glad to see that you, you have a, you have a sustainable, you know, uh, schedule that your guys are going to follow. And that's probably a big reason why you have such a big car count and you have a lot of guys that are following every race. Yeah. We, we do some neat things. Uh, our rookie of the year program pays 3000 to win. We pay three spots in the rookie of the year program. Our points pay 10,000 to win. We pay 10 spots in that. I think 10th place, 10th place still gets a thousand bucks. Um, we pay bandit posse money uh, to our top 10 in points. That have perfect attendance throughout the year. It's a hundred bucks every time you show up to the racetrack. Uh, if you have perfect attendance, and a hundred bucks is not a lot of money, but we're the only regional series that's doing that. Um, you know, at our level, uh, but you know, the guys they really appreciate that. Um, mm-hmm. The that hundred dollars extra. The the points man gets an extra hundred dollars courtesy of Gen Gen Three Performance Imaging Joseph Swan. Um, so every time they're Every time the points leader gets there, shows up to a race, he's guaranteed two hundred bucks before he ever starts. Um, so it's uh, we we just pay extra every every chance we get, we pay hundred bucks here, hundred bucks there, two hundred bucks here. Brian Sullivan has done a poll award of two hundred bucks uh, for the first three years of our series uh, in honor of his brother uh, Ricky Sullivan Jr. who passed away. Um, so we've got some great marketing partners, and and uh, we just we just keep keep digging. Uh, it's very racer friendly. I'm a racer at heart. I'm a race fan at heart. And so um, I do what I can. I don't, I don't live out of the series. That's not how I make my living. Um, and so we just try to put it back in the hands of the racers. That's exciting. And we've got a couple of people with comments here and anybody who's watching us live, feel free to drop any comments or questions into wherever you're watching and we'll see it and be able to put it up on the screen. Uh, I do have to call out here for Scott who always is our first commenter. So Scott from California says, happy Monday from way out West. And I see Dave Hammond is here from Hammond Motorsports. He says, glad to see you got home. Okay, Kate. And hello, Jim and Jimmy. Uh, for anybody. Hey, who's, yeah. So hey, anybody's not on my Facebook. Um, I was just in Iowa for the weekend for race logic chassis schools. And I, I think I'm still trying to warm up from that. It's the coldest. <laughs> Yes, it was so, so, so cold there. <laughs> and, uh, oh, let's see, Darren's here. He says, we just came back from the Winter Nationals in Yuma. The racing doesn't stop out west. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And, and oh, and Luke is here. He says, glad to see you're looking healthy, bud. Thank you, Luke. Luke's, uh, Luke's a good man. Don't, don't let anybody tell you any different. <laughs> he's a little funny looking, but he's a good dude. I love him to death. <laughs> We're all a little funny looking, aren't we? Well, yeah, we are. Yeah, I don't know. Uh, maybe not Kate. 
you, you do uh, know the real reason. You do know real, the real reason I got into racing, right, Jimmy? No. No, please tell oh, us. I, I was a failed decal guy, so I, I, just, <laughs> I was I was a not never was not talented enough decal guy. So that's why I figured I'd do some racing. I don't know. I, I can attest to that. I don't know how that feels. So yeah. you can never. But hey, so speaking back to the racing series, you have some big news, right? Yes, um, we, we we have lots of great news and, and big news, but the, the one that's on the top of my mind is um, back at the PRI show uh, in early December, uh, we announced uh, a new title sponsor for the series, and that's a uh, Vision Wheel out of Decatur, Alabama. Um, we're just excited as we can as we can be to uh, have those folks on board uh, and be able to promote their uh, their their brand. Um, we had a little program we did with them last year and uh, got back at the end of the season and Hey, they were, they were looking to expand. And so we're looking forward to working with them this year uh, to do some neat things for the racers and, and be stay in tune. Uh, we're going to do some stuff for some fans. Um, you know, we always want to give money to the racers, but um, it's always cool uh, to help the promoters put people in the grandstands. If you're going to give away a, a big screen TV or have a couple cash prize giveaways uh, for drawings for fans, people to show up. So um, we're always wanting to make sure we can put some fans in the stands, but man, vision wheel is a global brand. Uh, they are involved in off-road racing and, and they make wheels for all types of racing, UTVs, ATVs, passenger cars, uh, trucks. Um, I got a new set of wheels coming for, for one of my dualies. So we're excited about that, but great company, uh, true blue um, American success story. I mean, the, they just built this company from nothing, uh, one man, and uh, so we're excited to partner with them and uh, just can't wait to uh, to get started, really. Well, I'm going to look right now and see if I can find a set of wheels. I promise you. My it's visionwheel.com. I just looked it up. And we have another comment here that I'm going to agree with Steve Maynard from <laughs> Bernard Technologies. He says, Jim has the best popcorn. Jim, you definitely have the best popcorn. Well, yeah, go into the, and for anybody who just anybody who's listening and watching, uh, we just were at the Cars Racing Show two weeks ago, and Jim always brings his popcorn machine. And I love popcorn. It's like the best <laughs> food on the planet. And Jim has the best popcorn. We should we should try to put next year, try to put Jim somehow next to um, the, the pickle man. <gasps> popcorn Can you imagine and the popcorn and pickles? pickles? You know what I mean? Yeah. Maybe we just I, rename you, the show Popcorn and Pickles. Did you have any of those pickles? I did not. Oh my gosh, they're they're fantastic. I, I got the mustard ones, the the like I guess a honey mustard pickle. I don't know, whatever. They're phenomenal. Speaking so. of pickles, I will tell you this: if you ever want to do something just you know off the wall for New Year's, um, Mount Olive, North Carolina. I try to support in our you know our great state, Mount Olive, North Carolina, home to Mount Olive Pickles. Uh, they have a pickle drop for New Year's. But they do it at uh, midnight Greenwich median time. So that's actually seven o'clock our time. So people <laughs> my age and above, we get to go and have the pickle drop at seven o'clock. And then we can go home and go to bed or we can go get, you know, something to eat or whatever. But uh, that all takes place over there at the University of Mount Olive over in Mount Olive. So uh, there you go. There's your little tip, your little tourism that's tip, cool. tidbit. Now, over there in like um, near Tri-County. Um, I don't know if Ray, Ray Cook or Ray, Ray watches this, but I mean, 
uh, maybe it's brass knot. Don't they do like the possum thing or something? The possum drop. It's like something with an animal of some kind. Of they used I can't. to. Maybe maybe we'll have a commenter that'll come in and tell us about. Somebody's going to have to help us out on that. Yeah. I know here in Eastover where I live, they do the uh, flea drop. Oh, okay. Yeah, we don't, don't we me. don't drop anything in Hickory, other than I don't know nothing. Really, I have nothing funny to say about that. But yeah. might have to go to Mount Olive next time, especially the time fun. frame works out for me. I mean, there was about five. There was there were five or six thousand people at least at that place. I mean, it was packed. Free free pickle samples. How about that? They see like with me with my age now. They they need to move um, the you know midnight up a few hours so I can still stay up. You know what I mean? <laughs> I That's go what to, Jim's saying is I got to have my go nap. Pickle drop at seven o'clock p.m. Because mm-hmm. you know it's kind of like if it's five o'clock somewhere, it must be midnight somewhere too. That's we right. left there. Kathy and Hope and I left there and went to. Uh, Ribeye Steakhouse in Clinton and uh, had a steak and uh, stopped at Baskin Robbins. And, and man, we were home by midnight. So it was, uh, it was a good night. So, you know, kind of back into the racing thing, how you as a series promoter that brings your series to a racetrack, how much control do you have or how much involvement or say so do you have in a, in a racetrack, like getting there, moving their, their program along and getting it done at a, at a decent you know, hour or whatever. Do you, do you, can you have much with that or is that you kind of, you know, up to their discretion? The, the, the real answer is some tracks more than others. Um, but uh, we do, we do speak with the promoters uh, obviously beforehand. We try to find out what, what other divisions they're running with us. We uh, encourage them to drop a class or two or three, depending on which track and how many they normally run. Uh, because we do bring a full program. That's one of the things that's attractive about what we do as well. We hot lap, we qualify, everyone heat races, no one's locked into a show. It's just like a Lucas Oil format or a World of Outlaw format. Um, they heat race. Uh, then we have two last chance qualifiers, uh, you know, one if only if we only need one, but two. Um, and so it 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 takes a while to do all that. Right. And so we we do encourage them and and give them our input. Most of the time, they uh, they listen and they work with us. Uh, we also prefer to race second or third uh, in in the lineup in the program so that we can get our racers uh, back loaded up, paid, and out on the road, uh, headed back somewhere. Um, you know, we we always want to we want to leave a racetrack better than you know when we leave than when we got there, and so we will work with them if we need to, but. Um, that's a great point. We, we do uh, our advanced scout with them and, and try to make sure that we can work together with our tracks to put a program together that makes sense and makes them look good and makes us look good. Great. I got a more, couple more comments here from Steel Black, Black Bandits, Dirtly Model Challenge. We have all the snacks is what it says. <laughs> yeah, we, we did. We, um, we did visit the concession stand. I do want to say that. We did visit the concession stand multiple times while we were there, but we had some pizza and some donuts and some different things uh, that we brought in and, and shared with our neighbors. We did share with our neighbors. Yeah, Dad told me about that. He saw somebody walk in with a pizza box that was like three foot in diameter or something. Well, that that had to have been you, right? That was us. Uh, we, we found that little place over there not far from y'all, the Tony's. Tony's, Tony's pizza? pizza? Okay. 
And yeah. man, it's it's great pizza, and it's about it's two foot, it's twenty four inches. So How about uh, that, yeah, we're guilty. Oh, guilty. That's, hey, that's cool. That's cool. But we did spend money there with the convention center. <laughs> no, that's right. We're okay with that. Well, no, it's fine. Now another comment here. I see David Mitchell. Uh, of course, I know David, and he says uh, Fayetteville Motor Speedway is ready, and he's a, he's your successor over there at um, he and his group. I believe bought Fayetteville Motor Speedway, and yeah. um, uh, obviously you guys get along because you're having races there. So. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, um, it was good to see Dave at the show. Uh, he and Shane uh, came out, and uh, you know, Dave, uh, like myself, uh, has had some health issues, and uh, good to see Dave uh, looking looking better and feeling stronger and uh, sounding stronger. And so, um, I, I know that he's taking this time, uh, like I am, uh, to um, to work on getting our health better, so that uh, we can uh, be as effective as we need to be there uh, in our different arenas. But um, they've done a good job at the place. Um, they've got things rolling there. And so we look forward to uh, kicking the season off with them uh, there in, in the March. Yeah. Like it begins there and ends there too. Yes. I think very fitting. Yeah. It's our home base. Uh, it's a lot of our fans are from this area. That's one thing I will say. We do travel well. Um, we have some folks that, that um, it's not just about our racers that follow us. Uh, we're starting to get a fan base and, and people hear about us being in a certain place and, and they show up. So um, we're, we, we do a lot of stuff for the kids as well. We're very kid friendly. We get, we, those little placards. I don't know if you saw the um, little steel block bandit placards in our booth, but we give those away and, and take pictures of the kids and post them. And uh, we've got uh, uh, America's most wanted posters with our um, perfect attendance guys. We make those up and we, we, um, we do autograph sessions at every event uh, during intermission or either before the event, whichever works best for the program. Uh, but we take time and we're intentional about that and make sure that it's mandatory participation. We don't usually have a whole lot of problems with guys uh, choosing not to participate, but it is mandatory. Um, and so that, that's, uh, man, we've got to do more. Um, yeah, it's, it's racing. It is about the racing, but it's entertainment. What we're doing is entertainment. And if we don't bring up these young people, uh, and create new fans, bring uh, uh, the, the drag racers and the import tuners and all those folks uh, into what we're doing uh, where we don't have a very bright future. I agree. Who's your most popular driver? Man, I don't know. Um, <coughs> we've had some, you know, uh, of course, uh, your boy Willie uh, Milliken. <laughs> Willie, Willie traveled with us, and uh, Willie, Willie was popular – both ways, uh, ones that loved him and ones that hated him. Hated him. But uh, I think there's a whole lot more that loved him. Uh, but the Wild Child's a great name, great nickname. But uh, right. uh, Willie raced with us quite regularly. Of course, he went on to uh, to, to uh, do great things in the uh, capture championship this past year with the Ultimate Series. Uh, Dustin Mitchell, um, you know, has come in and out of the series. Uh, Tyler Bear is a fan favorite. Uh, Derek Quaid from Maryland. Uh, Derek is uh, is a good one. The first state flyer, Robbie Emery uh, from Delaware, uh, who runs with us. Uh, man, we've got a bunch of them. Jeff Parsons is new. He was our rookie of the year this year. Um, but man, we've we've got a bunch of them. I, I can't say who's uh, speaking to Jeff there. Yeah, I just see a comment pop up on the screen there. That's perfect timing. Um, <coughs> but um, man, we've got a bunch of great guys. Um, we really do. Uh, and and. It's, we, we race in such different regions, and each one of those guys have power power bases, you know, in their areas. And so, whenever you go in somewhere, um, they, some of them look like superheroes. Mm -hmm. Yeah, and Jeff's comment for anybody who's just listening uh, says Jim runs a top notch program. 
So that's that's a big compliment coming from a racer who races with your series. Because as we all, all of us in this industry are well aware, uh, a lot of times the noise from uh, from the the not comments, <laughs> trying right. to, the, the negativity, the negativity can be so strong. And do, do you experience much of that with your series? We've had a few bumps in the road here and there, um, you know, but, but, but really we, we haven't had many. I mean, this in three seasons, um, it's, it doesn't even fill up a hand, uh, one hand, uh, the number of, um, you know, you know, major disagreements is there anything we've had with, with racers. Um, we just, we just haven't, uh, you know, I left out one one racer a while ago. Um, he he hasn't he didn't race with us this past year, so he wasn't right on top of my radar. But um, Michael Batten is another uh, another racer that um, when when you come around uh, Eastern North Carolina, there's a lot of lot of lot of folks there that are pulling, uh, and you see a lot of Michael Batten uh, wear there. So, um, but uh, we we really don't have we're, we're one big family. We see racers helping racers week in and week out. If somebody needs something or uh, need some help. Uh, they're there to help. Um, and I just think, I, I think we know as a series, we're fortunate to be able to showcase some, showcase some really great racetracks some really great racers. And I think the racers are, are, um, understand and appreciate that, uh, we go to the mat for them, that we're getting all the money we can get. We're getting all the contingency stuff we can get for them. And so, um, man, we'll all have disagreements, but, uh, we're all in this together. Uh, we, we really are. Um, so. so do you have a, there, there's a mix of motors that race in your series, right? No, no. We, we just, just have blocks. No, well, let, no let me 525 or anything. Yeah. Yeah. Let me, let me, I, I did, I said no, but then really there is just the 525. Uh, we, we don't, we don't disallow 604 guys. If we show up somewhere like a Beckley or somewhere that slicks off, uh, I mean, the Tennessee tracks, they slick off. So sometimes natural bridge, Sometimes those 604s are, are very competitive, um, but typically our our guys run either the built 365. Our, our engine package, main engine package is um, 365 cubic inch max, steel block, steel or aluminum heads. Uh, they've got to be 23 degree based for the Chevrolet heads, uh, plus or minus three degrees. And so um, that's our standard engine package that we have there. We do allow the 525. Um, engines uh to race with us we are not a 525 series uh but we'd love them to come and race with us so they've won races with us matter of fact tyler bear has finished second um he finished second uh, last year in our points and second the year before exclusively with the 525 um the year before so they are competitive um we do give them a, a weight break um but we do make them put and they don't like it but we make them put the 50 pounds in front of the motor plate to compensate for the aluminum block uh, oh. getting that weight off the nose is a little bit of an advantage for them, but we do give them an overall weight break. Matter of fact, we just announced a, um, a little contingency program, a weekly program for our races with uh, Don Blackshear and race city performance. A um, hundred dollars to the highest finishing 525 engine, um, you know, per race. And so uh, just to give some of those guys a little bit more incentive to come race with us when they can. Mm-hmm. But those are the two major. We do, like I said, there are 604s. As a matter of fact, our Cash Money 100 race we had at Natural Bridge the other year, ten thousand to win. The top two positions were 604 crate cars. Um, oh. Just of course, they're good up there. 
uh, Justin Williams uh, <clears throat> and uh, Little Thuggy, uh, Logan Roberson. So those uh, th- those were the top two cars there. So they can compete at certain racetracks. Right. Those are those are good racers too. And yes. another comment here uh, we've got from Dale uh, says Jim has a great series and they take care of the racers. Dale well, Dale's one of our racers uh, that came on board last year and ran for Rookie of the Year. And I'm telling you, he would have been a whole lot, uh, whole lot deeper into into that uh, competitive uh, race for the Rookie of the Year. But he, you talk about a man who had this most terrible, god awfulest luck you've ever seen. Uh, mm-hmm. But one thing about Dale, um, he has a great attitude. Uh, he never gave up. Uh, they kept digging. Even his father had some health troubles, and uh, we just reached out to him as best we could, and, and loved on him when we could, and. Um, he was able to finish the year out, but, uh, he's got a, he's got an exciting season ahead for him. He's partnering with, uh, him and Jeff, uh, Parsons will be teammates, uh, with Sammy speaks. And I think they'll be campaigning the only two MB customs, uh, on the East coast, uh, MB custom race cars on the East coast. Uh, I'd say that jokingly, at least in the Southeast, that's what Jeff, uh, you know, raced last year and, uh, had, you know, one rookie of the year, but Dale and, um, his wife wrote, they're good people. Very good people. Another comment here, Dave Hammond says, I wish I could run some of them races sometime. Yeah, Mm -hmm. I mean, this is really exciting stuff here. Of course, Dave's in Iowa. You're always welcome to come down and visit us, Dave. Like I told, uh, like I've told you before, I have some stories about Dave. So uh, Dave raced with me back when I had the modified (laughs) series when Dave was living down here uh, in Asheboro up there and was racing pretty heavy back then. So, uh, Dave's my buddy. Always good to see Dave. Yeah, mine too. It's Always. a people business. Mm-hmm. It is indeed. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and, and it's amazing how many of us know each other for so many years. It's it's crazy when you start adding up and you're like, oh man, that was uh, you know when you when you know people for like thirty years, it's kind of crazy. Well, sometimes we don't need to keep thinking too hard on how many of those years have passed. Cause uh, that's right. <laughs> it will, it will start to get a little depressing, mm-hmm. but uh, Jimmy, I was talking the other day, I was talking, telling to Joseph, I think we're going to try to do a golf tournament um, along with our season, season opening race there at Fayetteville. Remember those days back when Steve uh, Hendren and you and some other folks were, were racing and we'd come down here and we had the golf tournament. Um, matter yep. of fact, I was telling somebody the other day, you know, uh, we're at Hoosier series but I got nothing against AR. I mean, uh, those guys used to come. Dave Mateer, uh, rest in peace. Him, some, him and some of the guys from the factory uh, would come down and, and participate in our golf tournament to kick off the season every year with the Carolina Clash. And that American Racer 12 was probably the best, one of the best tires ever made. But um, uh, it, it's great competition, uh, the American Racers and Hoosiers. And uh, unfortunately, it's got back to that point where everybody's got to pick their sides, and uh, we have a great partner with uh, with Hoosier. But um, just remember those days way back when we were a little bit younger and a little bit crazier. I haven't played golf in I don't know three years, I think, or so. I think it's like ten I, or eleven. I, for well, me. it's like so. I don't golf. I bowl instead. You know. <laughs> So it's I don't have to walk as far to bowl. So as long as they can tell the difference between the two <laughs> when you're golfing and when you're bowling, that's that's all that matters. Right. Hey, March 29th, you can mark it down. I believe that's going to be the date, so you can come on down and break out the sticks again. Are you? Um, is it going to be in Fayetteville? Yes. Okay. Cool. All right. We might just have to do that. Maybe kind you can fun. come down here. And I know how you guys are famous for 
you know, sticking some decals or delivering some decals or having some decals ready at the last minute. Maybe you can kind of make that trip together there. Yeah, you'd probably do that. If I let people know ahead of time, it'd probably be like, you know, can you come down here and stick my car? <laughs> Whatever. So, yeah, I don't do much of that anymore. I only, yeah, I do the, I do a couple cars, you know, for the show. And then it always seems like I do a couple during the coast court, you know, over the course of the year. But for the most part, I just send stuff out. So, you got it all. It's so easy now with the doors and quarters and do them on the bench flat. And, you know, you can just kind of just spit them out. I mean, any anybody, can do it now so material so good and all that well we yeah. have definitely have some comments and then one of these is groundbreaking so oh <laughs> uh, emory racing says we can't wait to get to the season started great people emory's yep. are great people all of I them see. terry's here he says watching from princeton west virginia with about five inches of snow and cold um mm -hmm. yeah i no envy going here but this is the groundbreaker here jimmy so march 29th coming up uh, Willie and Crystal say, Jimmy, I got a car you can drive. <laughs> so right. may maybe it's time for Jimmy, the comeback kid, to get behind the wheel of a race car. This is and like a it's, dare. It's been a few years. Mm -hmm. I'm, I'm digging it. Willie had seen me on that iRacing setup there. There's no way he'd ask me to drive his car. <laughs> I stuck it in the fence in about the first half a lap. So I don't, I wouldn't let me drive my own car right now, probably. <laughs> I don't know. We'll see. Maybe I'll get froggy. I Maybe. think that's a little more difficult. I think I find myself that the video games are more difficult than driving the real thing. That's what I said. I was like, they got it had at Charlotte, and I was like, I've been to Charlotte, and it's like, that's the video game was way harder than what it is in real life. I'm just telling you. For me, it was, but well, probably that instant responsiveness that the computer has that you're just not going to have in a car. Like just physics won't allow you to have. Well, I think it's like, I don't the way that the game wanted me, to, and I've seen other people kind of do this, but it's like, I think the game for the most part wants you to be a little more bent than what you really are. I don't know. It was like, it's like I tried to get in and I tried to like turn and it's like, and then, and then it's like, you, you know, you're on the gas and then I'm, I'm like facing the infield, you know, and you're like, Wah! you know and i'm and then it's like i'm trying to counter steer because i'm wanting to i'm really wanting to be straight and then you counter steer and it just took off and like darts you into the, the wall there or whatever so i tried it a few times and i was like ah, i guess i just figured i'm just too old for it I, i'm not even i don't even try anymore with yeah. the game so i give up mm -hmm. i agree i do want to say you talking about delivery and stuff i was joking about that i know you don't do that stuff anymore but um it made me think of someone way back when, uh, and I do I do want to give a shout out um, and let uh, you know Ryan Young uh, in Dossel Art. Um, I saw that post. He, he delivered a couple helmets way back to Fayetteville for Scott Altry and uh, Jeffrey Tyndall way back in the day. Uh, I had him paint those helmets for me. I was doing decals back then, but anyway, uh, so we go way back um, when he before he really became what he is now. Um, and I just, just, you know, I'm going through cancer myself. He just announced that he's got cancer and got some things going on. So I just want to uh, let, let him know and, uh, that, uh, that we're thinking about him and praying for him and, uh, uh, and, and hope everybody else will as well. Definitely. Definitely. I mean, what a talented person, yeah. you know, to be able to do with their, what he's doing. And I saw that post the other day and I, I felt really bad, you know, for him and, 
and his family. And I, and it was very classy what he said. And, and uh, we certainly are going to wish him the best. Mm -hmm. Certainly. Um, and then with uh, the other people who support your series, you know, I'm sure you want to give some shout outs to, to you've mentioned a couple of your sponsors, but you know, anybody else that you'd want to give some shout outs to. Um, thanks Kate. Put me on the spot here. No, um, <laughs> obviously, obviously, um, David Miller and Hoosier Tire South, um, they're a big part of what we do. Uh, David Taylor, uh, VP Racing Fuels, uh, great partners. Uh, they really are. Um, Donald and Gina Bratcher, um, not only are they great friends, uh, but they're great marketing partners uh, as well uh, with uh, Mega Plumbing. Uh, they uh, are our marketing partners with our, our points, points championship. Uh, uh, Jonathan Scott, Jonathan Leah Scott, Scott Service Company. They've been with us uh, from the beginning. Uh, I could go really honestly, I could go on and on and on. Uh, HDR's truck and trailer sales. Uh, matter of fact, uh, be on the lookout. We'll have our um, new series trailer. Uh, we have a new dually and a new uh, 42 foot series trailer that um, we'll be posting some pictures of here in the next few days. Uh, but we just have some really great, really great Arizona. We give Gerald, I give, I give Gerald Newton, uh, probably deservedly so, so much crap uh, when I see him, and uh, I'm surprised he just hasn't punched me. But I just love picking on Gerald, and he gives it right back uh, in typical Gerald way. But um, Arizona Sports Church, they, uh, Gerald and Wayne Childers uh, with New Point Lighting Design, they are um, our marketing partners with our Rookie of the Year program. Uh, they allow us to pay out right at five thousand dollars. Uh, for three spots in our rookie of the year program and so that's something unique for us uh three grand is nothing to sneeze at for uh you know for winning rookie of the year for with us so uh like i said i can go on and on I, I would like to thank my staff also we are looking for some staff members also um if uh if you're if you love racing um if you're uh not jacked up drugged up <laughs> whatever uh give us a call uh, send us a message. Uh, we, we're looking for some staff, but I've got some great staff folks. Of course, uh, my daughter, Hope, um, the uh, OG original Sasquatch, uh, Boom City Sasquatch, Joseph Swan. Uh, he's our race director. Hope scores for us. Old Man Bandit, uh, he lines up cars, him and Ryan uh, Swan, Joseph's uh, younger brother. Uh, J.D. Gunther helps us. Um, Joey Chapman, even with the Carolina Clash, Joey comes and texts with us uh, some. Um We've got some uh, just just some great folks that, that help us. Uh, Kathy, um, my girlfriend, she is uh, the merch queen. We've got a 20. That's another thing that we do. We, we've got a 24 foot merch trailer, uh, double window merch trailer uh, that we uh, drag along to, to each event. And so that we can sell merch out of. And Kathy does a, a great job with that and just um, keeping me from strangling somebody, you know, sometimes as well. Keep me calm down. So uh, I appreciate her. But. Uh, if you are looking for to get out on the road, uh, 16 events, uh, we are looking for some help. So um, we'd love we'd, we'd love to have you come on board with us. Well, it sounds like you really have an amazing team. And, you know, that building a team is not the easiest thing to do in the world, for sure. Do you did you pick up some of those tips, you know, like leadership tips from being in the military or 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 where, you know, how, how did you become such a, you know, a good leader? Well, I'd like to think I have. If you talk to my staff, they'll tell you no, that I'm, you know, <laughs> not not at all. Um, but, uh, you, you know, 
one of one of our one of our only issues with building the team is is that I happen to have some really good people, um, but they like to operate independently, uh, and and in, and in their careers and in their lives, they're just kind of laid back, um, and they just kind of keep to themselves. And sometimes that's difficult to pull them together and bring them together as a team, um, because uh, they just they're used to doing everything themselves. And so uh, I like to use the term collaborate um, mm-hmm. rather rather than co- cooperate. Um, collaborate just shows an, an, you know, an active level of working together and cooperation. So, um, but, uh, everybody's learning our jobs and, 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 uh, you know, racing is not just a static, it's, it's not like stick and ball sports where everything operates within a certain parameter, you know, of, of events that may take place. Uh, y'all been in racing and y'all, y'all know better than, you know, than I, um, you go to a race, a racetrack, it's not yours. Uh, working, trying to blend in with staff uh, that are there weekly and you have a way that you do things um, and you throw in weather and different events and lateness and whatever or catastrophic things, whatever. Um, you're just always overcoming something and you can't have a contingency plan for everything. Sometimes you just got to wing it. And uh, so I've got good people and we're learning that and we're gelling together. And I think I think our fourth season coming up here, you're going to see us really hit our stride. Yeah, I mean, that's a great answer. Uh, and I'm sure ego. Um, there's probably a little bit of ego clashing that can happen a little bit sometimes, maybe. <laughs> yeah, I mean, we all we all like to think that we're good at what we do. And and um, I, but I'll be honest with you, I, I I don't even a lot of times I don't even see the races. I stay over in the trailer uh, in the pits um, with our headquarters trailer and I make sure the lineups get posted. And we we um we have one of Elon Musk's Starlink systems. And so um, we have that set up on the trailer. And so hope sends lineups down. We print them there in the trailer and we get them posted. And I'm, I'm just there trying to coordinate and uh, make sure stuff gets done and make everybody has any questions and that kind of stuff. But I try to really just empower them and let them do what they need to do. Um, And they've shown that, uh, that I can trust them. And so, uh, as you know, that's just all you ask as a leader, um, as, as your folks can can show that they can be trusted and they put forth that effort and show they can get it done. Matter of fact, with my health, the last um, I missed three out of the last four races of the season, uh, you know, with my health uh, situation. And so uh, they did a great job uh, and, I'm, and I'm proud of them uh, and I appreciate them. I can't ever pay them as much as they're worth. Uh, but that's one great thing with our, our new partnership with Vision Wheel is that uh, I'll be able to better take care of, of the people that, that that make this stuff happen. Uh, and we're going to invest in some some different merch, some some more interactive things with the racetracks. Um, the technical side of things, guys, and y'all know all the – I mean, just look at the last 24 hours, all the uproar about the shocks and stuff that's come out or whatever. But the technical side of stuff is, is, is where we still struggle because um, you, you have engines and you have – suspension stuff mm-hmm. and really you need two people because usually a suspension guy doesn't know a whole lot about the engine side and vice versa and so as we're on the road and we cover such a big footprint um so if we if we have some folks out there that are gifted in that area and um aren't biased one way or the other with uh you know that's the other thing people are fans of this one or that one or whatever and so um i think i've learned more about suspensions uh and i've asked probably steve um Maynard's probably tired of me texting him. Hey, can you send me a picture of this? Right? Can you send me a picture of that or whatever? So, um, but man, these guys are always trying to figure out how to go fast and try to get around the rules and work in the gray area. And and 
that's their full-time jobs. I mean, that's all they focus on. Mm-hmm. I'm trying to get a schedule together. I'm trying to get an itinerary, travel itinerary, trying to get hotels, trying to do this, trying to do that. Um, so we're always, we're always going to be behind. So. And with that, talking about your schedule and talking about having 16 races, is that, was that your goal for like this season or, you know, would you, would you want to be racing every single weekend? If those, if tracks were calling you up saying, Hey, come our way, are you trying, are you really saying, Hey, you know what? I want to, I want to have a limited schedule or a, here's a solid schedule spend some time with your family every once in a while, you know, I, I'm just curious. Yeah. So that's a great question. Um, my philosophy is, is that you got to have balance. Um, and I, last year I tried to have 16 races and I swore at your show when we released our schedule last year, I swore and I basically fussed Joseph out because he said we had 17 and I said, no, I only scheduled 16 races. But I was the idiot that somehow scheduled 17 races and couldn't count. But that there's a sweet spot in there that 14 to 16 races across that many months to where you're racing once, maybe twice a weekend um, so that you can do things. If you want to race, that's fine. There's plenty of places to go race. But if mama wants to go to the beach or she wants to do this or it's your anniversary or you've got kids that are graduating or doing this or doing that or starting T-ball, you know, there's lots of stuff that, that goes on um, outside of racing. And I just feel like if you have a balance, um, you know, that, that that life will be easier and life will, life will be better. Um, plus, let's just be honest, the last several years, Kate, you, you, know, you know about supply chains better than both of us do. Um, parts were hard to come by. Um, turnaround times on, on, on repairs and things or whatever have been difficult. So I think that 14 to 16 uh, race range is a, is a is a good range. Uh, I try to front load our schedule um, for several reasons. Uh, I try to get as many races in as I can there the first several months of the year uh, without making it too hectic the first three months or so. Um, A, everybody's ready to go. Everybody's excited and ready to go. Um, Everybody's got a little bit of money. Everybody's, you know, they hadn't had anything catastrophic happen yet. Um, And then it also gives us time if we have some rainouts. And we need to do some makeups. We have the last half of the year um, and we have more dates available uh, to do that. So uh, I am strategic about that um, to try to make sure that, um, you know, that, that, that we do try to get as many as much as we can as, as the first first half of the season. I think it's pretty cool what you're doing with like the hundred dollars here and the hundred dollars there. Sometimes, I mean, those you can get kind of nickeled and dimed a little bit trying to go to the racetrack and for a team, you know, that hundred dollar bill at least paid for most of the crew to get in. And those little things I think really help out. I mean, Jimmy, you can talk to that a little bit more being a racer. Oh yeah. I mean, like I'm sitting here thinking about talking about the schedule and here's me that like have a full-time job trying to run a business and, had, you know, I had two kids and, you know, married and stuff like that. And there was one year I ran 26 races. I swear that was a lot of races for me. That is a lot of races. That's a lot of races. I mean, it just really was. There was, you know, and so um, I know a lot of people look at 26. That's nothing, you know, when you have like a 60 race, I mean, you know, Lucas schedule or something like that. But like for a guy who works, you know, a regular job and, and you have a life and you have, you know, outside of your you know, your job and all that sort of stuff that it's like, you know, 26, you know, Saturday nights or 
you know, let's say there's 18 Saturday nights and eight Friday nights, whatever. That's that's a lot. And you're asking your family to sacrifice a lot to do that, too. And so um, I think that there are certainly in 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 any industry. Um, I remember when I was started work for Harley years ago and um, there went to I went to a dealer meeting. It was in like Texas. And there was a guy that went up there and he said 20 years ago, the average age of the core Harley buyer was 42 years old. And now 20 years later, the, the average age is 62 years old. He said, guess what? It's the same guy. <laughs> so it's like the core, like, and that's what like all, you know, Harley was the same way. They had their core people that bought their motorcycles and bought their stuff. But there was, but trying to go outside of your core, people aren't hardcore like that. People don't, you know, aren't going to put a hundred thousand miles on their motorcycle every year or, or whatever. Same thing with racing. I think you've got some really core people that just love it, eat it, breathe it. They would just like live at the racetrack if they could. But you have a lot of people that love racing, but they love to do other stuff too. And so I'm really glad to see that, you know, things are broke up that way that like, if there's a guy who, who, you know, him and his family want to do other things and 16 races is a lot of races, you know, they can run that series, but if they're, if, People are like, well, that's nothing. I'd do that, but they can go run other stuff too, you know. And there's other, you know, there's other series, and I, and it really sounds like, you know, Jim, hearing you talk, you really try to get along with other series too. You don't seem to. You, I've known you for a long time. You're not a territorial guy. I really, the thing I respect about you the most is is how you, um, you, what I talked about last week a lot about about giving back to racing and not taking that. I really do believe that you're doing this for the, the benefit of racing overall and trying to leave it in a better place as, as, as what, what you came, you know, into it as, and, and because you love it. And so I'm glad to see that, you know, these things that you're doing are all, you know, are all going in that same direction. I think well, I he's setting an example. What's that? I think I think Jim is setting a great example. Oh, definitely, definitely. You know, one question I have, and going back to your title sponsor, and I think that sponsors, especially outside of the racing industry, you know, that maybe don't understand it, I think we need to do a, a great job of taking care of these people because you really only get one crack at it to to do it right. And so, like for instance, I'm looking right now. I am going to buy a set of wheels. I have a Hyundai Santa Cruz, and I love that car. By the way, it's like people ask me. About I think it. they're cool. They are cool, and it's like I have a big block Challenger, and I can go anywhere with that thing, and nobody ever ever asks me about it. But I can go with the Santa Cruz. I don't care if I'm at a gas station, if I'm at uh, if I'm at the grocery store or whatever. People stop and ask me about that car, and so I'm gonna buy some wheels for it. But I would like to buy. So let's say I find a, a set of Vision wheels. I would like them to know that, like, hey, I bought these wheels because of the steel block bandits. How does, so, how, how does that, how does that happen? Yeah. So if you'll hang on, um, pick that set of wheels out and hold on to that. Uh, we're going to have a discount program for, uh, some of our partners, our, our, uh, our member racers. One thing we've never done before is like charge a membership or have a membership or whatever, mm -hmm. but we do have a, um, a package, a bundle of benefits that we feel like has value to it. And so we are going to charge, you know, a hundred dollars for a, to, to be a member, um, but one of those things is will be a discount through vision wheel, uh, and there'll be a code that you can go through there and they track that. And so, um, we're going to work hard on that. Um, there's lots of, lots of neat stuff that we're working on. Um, that, uh, man, I just, 
we just need more help. We need more more folks to take some of the load off uh, as we as we race, so that we can um, take care of our marketing partners like they should. Uh, this is a big step for us, um, man. We're just as proud as we can be. As you can see, their lineup they've got wheels for everything, mm -hmm. um, and uh, beautiful wheels. And so, anyway, I, I appreciate you asking that question. You hang tight, and I'll make sure we we get um, everybody aware of that. One thing we do we do a great job with our uh, social media stuff. Um, making sure that people know where we're going to be, when we're going to be there, and, and who's helping us get there. So um, I do want to thank you all. I, I, we talked last week. Uh, the, the show is great. Um, I, I, I love the trade show. Um, I go to PRI every year. Uh, I wouldn't miss it for anything in the world, whether I get one bit of business or not. It's just good to be around racing people. And same thing with you guys. I love coming to Hickory. Uh, our team loves coming there. Uh, we're going to keep coming and we're going to keep telling people about it um, as long as you keep having us. So um, I just encourage y'all to um, keep putting up with a, a bunch of knucklehead racers that drag around and don't <laughs> do things until the last minute. So uh, don't don't get frustrated with us and uh, let's keep digging together. I love it. Yeah. Got a couple yeah. a couple final. I know we're coming up on an hour here, and I got a couple other comments, and I do like to. Show everybody's comments here. Um, let's see. Uh, Brian says, sorry for joining in late. Any word about rebuilding the 602-604? We broke a 604 last year, and it seems that many parts are no longer available. How are sanctioning bodies approaching this situation? Um, you well, guys will have, to, you yeah. have to take that one, Kate. I'm, I'm, I'm not a 604 guy, so I'm sorry. I can't, I can't be much up there. I yeah, know I years know ago with like fast track, I know that there was like, and there was always a lot because so many of these parts in the 604 are commercially available in the exact same part, but just branded different. Like, like you could buy, like, like you can buy the, the GM oil pan is like, I don't know what are the 800 bucks, but you can buy the exact same oil pan that's branded by somebody else for like $200. The same thing with rings and lifters and things like that. So whenever there were shortages, I always remember them saying they were allowing them to be able to replace them with the, with these part numbers or whatever. Right. So if I was, I, if I was him, what I would do is I would contact your sanctioning body. Um, and wh whatever, whoever he's, he's racing under, cause with a crate, crate motor, he's definitely racing under a sanctioning body. So contact them, tell them that you have some parts shortages. And first, if they see if they can locate the parts, okay. Rods are the issue. That's interesting. So, um, you know, that, that I don't, I don't know about that, but like, I would imagine that there's a rod, an aftermarket rod that would be a, a direct replacement. I don't think that anybody's yeah. going to let you get hung out there. Well, actually, let me add on to whatever's going on with this with this particular situation because I had a conversation um, with actually Newsom Raceway Parts, um, who is a big supporter of the Cars Racing Show as well, um, a couple weeks ago, and we talked about because we've been looking at this for a while, in that with the the potential strike or the strike that was happening, it slowed everything down. It was kind of like that. Kind of like what we saw during the shutdowns where, you know, you shut down the supply chain. It takes a while. I mean, it's, you know, honestly, it's like a vehicle up north right now where it's super cold. It's just going to take a little extra work to get it a going. And, and so from what I understand is the most of those parts are going to start finding their way into the system. And uh, you can probably call around to a few of the different you know, uh, see where engine builders are. I mean, work with your engine builder on that. Uh, I don't work with, 
I don't do anything with any of the internal parts because I'm not an engine builder. I just deal with the external stuff. But uh, yeah, you can kind of call around or uh, engine builders should be in contact. Um, and oh, Corey says I am an engine builder. Okay, gotcha. Um, yeah, so then whoever your parts supplier is, like Newsom Raceway Parts, I know that they're a big stocking dealer. Um, I, I, I know City Chevrolet and there's, you know, quite a, there's several out there. You can even check with like Friesen Chevrolet in Nebraska, a lot of good guys. And he says, uh, oh, Corey says also rods for the crates have become pricey for what they are and in poor supply. Yeah, I don't mean I nothing I can have any control over. Um, but I know, like Jimmy said, some of the sanctioning bodies, they've made adjustments in the past over like either rings and different different uh, aftermarket pieces because of that, because of exactly the mm -hmm. exactly the same thing. And then uh, Brian says, oh, call Steve. And then a couple other ones here. Um, Donnie and Shane wanted to say hello from snow, snowy and very cold southeast Nebraska. Um, are the 365 cubic inch engines wet sumps? Dry or wet. They can run, they can run either one. Good. Yeah. Which means you're going to run a dry sump. Okay. <laughs> and but well, we have some wet sump motors that are that are that are competitive. Mm-hmm. Cool. And uh, Jimmy, Jimmy Batten is saying, how's it going, Jim Long Jr.? How's it going, yeah. Jimmy? Good to see you, buddy. Yeah. Yeah. It's great to, I guess we're going to kind of wrap things up. Do you have, um, Jimmy, do you have any final questions or Jim, do you have any final thoughts? I, I just want to say and reiterate um, the conversation that I had at the PRI, show, I mean, PRI show and at the, at, uh, the cars trade show. Uh, and then I've had individually over the last month or so, man, we're all in this together. This is a critical time in our sport. Um, everybody knows what we're up against um, all around us. And 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 when I had Fayetteville as a racetrack, uh, racetracks, hear what I'm saying. Your other racetrack in your neighborhood is not your enemy. They're, they're, they're not your competition. Um, sanctioning bodies, uh, I'm not your enemy. You're not my enemy. Uh, you're, I'm not your competition. You're not my competition. Our competition is the mountains, the movie theaters, the video games, the beach, uh, the malls, the whatever. Um, we're all in this together and we've got to support each other. We've got to work with each other. Um, and, and, and it just it's going to take all of us pulling in the same direction and creating more race fans. And then they'll gravitate to whoever has the best programs, whoever has the best parts and pieces. Um, they'll find it. Uh, and they'll find their way there, whether it's a fan, whether it's a racer or whatever, whoever's got the best program. Um, so just put your best foot forward. You know, focus on you, focus on what you're doing. I'm going to focus on what I'm doing. Um, we're, doing we're just all in this together. And that's that's the main thing I just want everybody to understand. I'll work with anybody, anywhere, anytime uh, on any project. Um, I just love racing and uh, I'm human. We all make mistakes, um, but we <coughs> race where we need it. And let's just keep digging and, uh, you know, let's just keep working. Uh, uh, we all love this. We're all in this for a reason. And so let's just keep digging. That's that's my plea. Fantastic. And uh, well actually follows up and says, looking forward to visiting your pits this year. So I think that'll be great. A couple of couple of thank yous um, in the comments here. And also, Jim, let let people know where they can find you, you know, online, you know, to connect with Steel Block Bandits. Uh, our website, of course, the World Wide Web at uh, banditsdirt.com. That's banditsdirt.com. And of course, um, the young kids there on all, I mean, Hope and Joseph, they'll take care of all of our socials, the Instagrams, the, you know, Facebooks, the Twitters, whatever. Um, 
we're all in those places. So you can find us. But banditsdirt.com or Steel Block Bandits Dirt Late Model Challenge on uh, on Facebook and all the other places. So um, I appreciate you guys having me on. I appreciate what you guys do uh, for our sport. Um, you guys are at very opposite ends of what what of, of our sport. Um, but we're all, like I said, we're all in this together and it takes every single one of us. So I respect you and I appreciate you and look forward to, uh, to working with you into the future. Well, thank you for being here. And, and, uh, anybody who's watching, listening, I, I would ask, you know, hit that subscribe button, like button, uh, wherever you're watching or listening from, of course, uh, we're, we stream through Crate Insiders YouTube channel and Facebook, as well as the Dirt Wrap Facebook channel. And, and I usually try to share it as well. So, uh, or you can find us on iTunes, Google Play, any anywhere where you would have podcasts. We go live on Monday nights at 7 p.m. Eastern. And then the audio for the podcast is posted the next day on Tuesday morning. Um, and any final thoughts from you, Jimmy? I, I want to go to a bandits race now. I do too. Yeah. Yeah. That's so I, I really want to see, I really want to see, like, I mean, I really want to see these guys. I mean, Jim, Jim, you know, talked about it a lot. And I mean, it's like, you know, that racing's so good now anyway, you know, that, um, that, um, and I, and I know that when you have that many cars and some of the racetracks you're going to and things like that, that, um, that it's going to, that's going to put on a good show. So I really want to do it. Maybe I'll go to BMS. I mean, I'm, you just, I'm really, you, any of y'all just let me know. And I, I do want to, I forgot I to say that. something. If Willie wants to bring me a car to BMS, I don't think I could turn that down. Well, yeah, I don't know. If, I don't know if he'll be racing with us there or not. I hope his oh. schedule will allow it. Um, <laughs> but I did want to mention one thing right quick. We raced at Bristol Motor Speedway last year. Um, we were the only us and Joe Rush American All Star Series. We were the only series, only only racing outside of the the Cup stuff, the NASCAR stuff, um, to take place at Bristol last year, and it was very quiet. Um, as a matter of fact, we raced there on Saturday. The Cup guys moved in on Tuesday. But I just want to give a shout out to my guys. I mean, we we had 44 guys there. We had two cautions the whole time we were there racing. Uh, once in the feature and one prelim. Uh, we didn't tear anything up. And I just, I am so happy that my guys got to experience that. We knew the dirt was coming up. But um, I just, I just wanted to. I, I forgot about that. But um, that was something that was on our schedule last year that we're very proud of. And um, we we had a great race there. So I just wanted to to mention that. Tyler Bear made it three wide down the front straightaway uh, to take the lead and uh, ended up winning uh, and to be able to hold that sword and hoist it up and go down in the um, our top three to be in the media center to get that interview done. Uh, that was fantastic. It's great for our people. NASCAR, hey, dirt stuff, we're all in it together. So we, That's right. we help each other. So I uh, just wanted to bring that up. Because when we're not, like it was very well said what you said. But when we get into these competitive things, the, the who suffers? Well, every the fans and the racers uh, right. starts there, and then we all do. Then we all do exactly. Yeah. So it's like I, you know, there's enough out there for everybody if we can, you know, all get along. And it's really just in business, and you know, period. You know, so um, I, I totally agree with that. Awesome. Well, thanks, you guys. Yep. Have a great Thank night. You. Thank we'll, you, guys. Appreciate we'll you. All sign right. off and uh you can hang out for just a second but um i'm gonna end us up so see you guys uh and and for all the viewers we'll see you next week